Hey listeners, welcome back to Cast. Today, we'll be talking about our favorite indie games. So, uh, what do you guys think about the start of the new Mandalorian series? It's off to a really good start so far. The first the first one of the season was so good. I haven't seen the second one, so... It was 50 minutes long, 50-something minutes long, and they had so much more time to put landscape shots and, yeah. and um, just, like, exposition shots. The CGI in it is incredible. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. How? It's so good. Like, I, I don't know. It's it's up there with, like, the top movies. Like, like the... Mm-hmm. You guys watched, like... Things on how they actually created the show, right? Yeah, with the giant screen. Don't they have a bigger the 360 one screen? Now? They might. They use Unreal Engine four. Really? Yeah, to create some of the scenes. That's cool. I wonder how they actually made the creature. We're not going to spoil it for everybody who want, hasn't seen it, but mm-hmm. um, I wonder how they created the creature, like inside that bubble of the area that they were in. They were like the screen area. I'm curious. I don't know. I'm curious if the actors were able to see it. I don't know. That'd be crazy. Maybe on the screen? uh, Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, I don't know. That would make it so much more. I feel like that makes acting easier. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know? Well, actually, that was one of the criticisms of the prequel trilogy was that they all had to act in front of blue screens and green screens. Mm -hmm. So they were very flat with their acting because they couldn't visualize what they were acting with. Yeah. But this is somewhat of a new method, isn't it? It is yeah. very new. Movies, that's still very green screen, new. right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This is um, the John, guy. John Favreau. He's um, he directed uh, Iron Man, right? He was also yeah. in Iron Man, isn't he? Yeah, he is. He's, He's happy. The, yeah. Um, he directed the Lion King movie too. He did it with this method. Hmm. But he set this method up pretty much. They built systems for it. It's really cool. Actually. I think it's smart, and I think it's just gonna make acting for big, big movies, big set movies, just. Just, just be a lot better. Well, it would yeah. also save them money. Yeah, because they don't have to pay for uh, props. Well, they, obviously they do have to pay for props, but like areas, they yeah. don't have to fly the people to, let's say, Greenland or something like oh, that. Yeah, it could be a lot They'd, more centralized. Yeah, literally, they could just keep it in one area. But what I think is crazy is there will be scenes where the Mandalorians in a city. You can't tell what's real and what's fake because you know mm. some of them are real because he interacts with them. But the stuff in the background, you can't tell if they're fake or not. Yeah. It's amazing. It's Yeah, it's crazy. I do want to say that the music in this one, this one episode that I saw, is better than the music in the entire first season. I know you yeah. haven't seen the second episode, but the music is like good just too. as good. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. It's really I good. I don't know who's the, the composer, but it's incredible. Yeah. I know Chug was saying that it wasn't as good. And, well, that's because it's not like their flagship episode. The second There's, episode? Yeah. I mean... It was still good, but it yeah. wasn't the crazy CGI. They, they have to do that for the first episode. It's a filler episode. So yeah. The second one's a filler episode. Yeah, well, I wouldn't say it's filler because it is important to the story. That is true. Happens, but it's but. not directly in the storyline, you mean? Like, it's kind of like off to a different area, Noth- but it ties in at the end or nothing something. Nothing that you think will happen will happen in this episode. Yeah. It was I, It was kind of a funny episode. It was. There were a couple parts oh, with I the like child. That. Yeah, I'm not going to spoil it. I didn't see too but. much of the, the child in the first he's, one. He's a lot more centralized in this one. Hmm. Mm-hmm. That's so, <laughs> I actually love that. Yeah, the first episode was amazing. I still got to watch the second one. I'll probably do it later today if I have time. It's, it's not as long. I think it's like 30, 40 minutes. But still, it's longer than last season's episodes. Mm-hmm. 
Aren't they making an Obi-Wan show? Uh, Coming out next summer, if they didn't delay it. I'm excited for that. Me too. If it's Ewan McGregor... It is. I'm pretty sure it is. It's gotta be. Yeah. It needs to be. I saw this short film um, of this guy playing Obi-Wan on Tatooine. Supposed to be like how Obi-Wan watched over Luke. And it was a pretty good short film. It was like an indie film. Mm -hmm. And if it's anything like the Obi-Wan show is going to be, then it's going to be really good. Hmm. How long was it? Uh, 10 minutes, 15 minutes maybe. Hmm. It was really impressive. The CGI was good. The guy did a good job acting as Obi-Wan. Huh. I've been, I don't know why, but I've been, I've been having this craving to play Battlefront 2. Maybe yeah. it's because of the time of year. Because remember when it came out? It was, it like, was like November. Yeah, November. And I think it was like during Thanksgiving break. We had nothing to do basically. Oh. So we just grinded it like 60 hours in a week or two. Yeah, that was a good game. Yeah, I it, love it really that. is a good game. I don't know why, but I've been wanting to play it lately, so maybe I'll have to reinstall that. Yeah, stream it. Yeah, yeah, we could. What's today? Oh, okay, it's Saturday. It have to be next week. We do still have to finish the raft, though. The raft. Um, oh yeah. Chapters. So speaking of, as you said, raft. Yeah. Um, that is an indie game. A good one too. It's a very good indie game, but. This is what brings us into our podcast today. Yeah, we could start with Raft, you know? I yeah. mean, honestly, Raft is better than the other game that the studio developed, which was Scrap Mechanic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wasn't impressed with that game. It's it's so weird. Like, even even Ben and, and, and Avon said, ended up saying that it had its issues. I think that the concept was so interesting. Yeah. And a lot of it was so good, they just, they killed it. Because... You needed too many materials, too many uh, resources to make the, the easiest things. Yeah. And Wait, before starve. before we get uh, super far into the podcast, this podcast is going to be very relaxed. We're going to oh, be talking yeah. about our favorite indie games. Yeah. Yeah. We came up with this topic because recently all of us have bought and played a lot of indie games mm-hmm. and the uh, the big budget games come out later in the year, like November, December. So, and we're excited for, for like Cold War yes. yeah, coming out. Next week, actually. That is definitely not an indie game. Oh, no, so definitely excited. not. Um, maybe we'll do a podcast on it if it's good. Yeah. Like oh, we're definitely yeah. going to do a podcast on it. Zombies. Yeah. Um, <sighs> but we've been playing a ton of indie games, and some of them are just so good. We wanted to talk about them. Yeah. So I don't... Actually, I don't... like Scrap Mechanic, I don't want to get on that train because I'm just going to bash it. And, and Well, the thing about Scrap about- Mechanic is... It was originally more of a sandbox style game that they decided to throw survival on. Yeah. It was never planned as far as I know. I don't yeah. know a lot about the game, but it seemed like an afterthought. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's why it didn't that was actually, turn out I looked good. at Scrap Mechanic years ago, and the reason I didn't buy it was because it was only in creative. But then mm-hmm. now that when it came when the survival came out, I was excited. And then I got it and it was at first it was fun, but it was a complete disappointment. Because yeah. you you uh, spent a lot of hours just trying to Get a make a video, right? Yeah, I did a couple tutorials on it. And it was, it was absolutely horrible. I mean, <laughs> I, I'm being dramatic, but like even making a simple car, just it took me forever. And not to make it because the wiring and all that was easy. It was getting the materials. Mm-hmm. It's just so tedious. But on the on the other side, raft is awesome. Yeah, yeah. And I love the concept of building up your raft to be as big as you want, as unrealistic as it is. <laughs> It's still awesome. You can make this giant floating Physics fortress. Just goes out of the window. Yeah. Completely. You can have one piece of raft supporting it at the bottom and then this massive mushroom of a, of a base up top. When, yeah. When we played, we never really built our base that, or our raft that large. Not yet. Well, we built it to the point where we had everything we needed. 
Yeah. But Didn't you go back and see it? I did. And it was so small. Really? It Ours was very now is small. Bigger? It's about the same size. Huh. Hmm. Actually, maybe a little bit bigger. Ours now is a little bit bigger. But ours, when we played before, it was very small. Hmm. Like we had one room on the bottom, yeah, enough for like that. four or five different beds. There was like a shark trophy in there. <laughs> then the up on the on the upper deck we had where we had like the radio station the radio or, station stuff and that, that kind of thing. That map thing? Yeah. Oh Computer yeah. Or whatever. Didn't we do a podcast on on Raft? I think we did. It was the very first game we played on our channel. Did we really? We might have done a podcast <sighs> I'm not on sure. it. Sure. It sounds familiar. <laughs> We're gonna have to it look might have at been the, one of the first previous podcasts because I don't know if we did. Oh my goodness. I know we did one on Sea of Thieves. That was our we first did, one. Yeah. yeah, it was Sea of Thieves, because we played that around the time that... Turn your phone off, boy. What in the world? Um, <laughs> we did that around the time that we started the channel. Yeah. I don't know. That's so weird. I Did we really do one on Raft? We might I, have. I don't know. I'm not sure. I know sure. Sea of Thieves for sure. That might have been our starting episode. Maybe yeah. maybe you're thinking of Sea of Thieves, because it's very... That's possible, yeah. yeah very water-based. PUBG, Ark, Star Wars Battlefront 2, No Man's Sky, hmm. Rust... Yeah, maybe we didn't think Raft merited a full podcast episode then. Oh, yeah, yeah maybe we mentioned it. Once we finish mm-hmm. chapter two, and we might be the th- to the point where it's worth a, a dedicated podcast. Yeah. Um, but the reason we like indie games so much is that you can tell all of the love that de- the developers put into definitely, it. Definitely, yeah. It's not the whole, oh, let's just throw loot boxes in to get more money oh, my type thing. Yeah. It's you can see all the little details and you can appreciate all the work the developers put into it. I think it's, I think uh, to go off of that, it's more, it's like a, it's like dilution. Like the smaller the team, the more you feel like personality in the game. It's like yeah. they're saying um, too many cooks spoiled the soup. Yeah. That's then, kind of the way it is for bigger games sometimes. Yeah. It's not to say that we don't like AAA games. Oh, no, we love them. It's just, there's a different feel that you get from indie games. Well, look at PUBG. Yeah. Well, like that, it's, it's, not, it's well, not, that is it's not, it's not indie anymore. Or is it double A? It used to be indie. And then when it got to a big corporation level, that's when the downfall started. Yeah. Yeah. I jumped into that. It's weird. I hate, I hate, I always hated playing solos on PUBG. So it, it's like, I can't really give a full, um, like personal opinion on it now. Mm-hmm. So I'd have to play with a couple people. But when I jumped into it, it was absolutely insane. Like I, I, I died so fast. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it wasn't like before where, you know, you get shot and then you get behind cover. It was like I died and I don't know where it came from. Well, I think yeah. that's just the case of a game being around so long. There's people that play it since the beginning. Yeah. And they're just too good at it. It's And I, I want to get like some other people to play with so I can kind of get like a better idea. Maybe I can survive longer or something. But solos, I never really liked them and I hate them now. Playing, jumping back into it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We, I actually used to play solos all the time because I was the first one who got PUBG yeah. and I would just play solos by myself and then everyone else got it and they started playing. But they tried to copy Fortnite on too many levels with PUBG. And PUBG after came the fact, first. It was yeah. after the fact too. Yeah, they saw the success of Fortnite and decided, hey, let's put our own dances in the game, the, which yeah. that was not their player base. Well, the battle pass, that was a whole another issue yeah, entirely. Loot boxes. Uh, those the, were a the scam. keys with the beige yeah, skins. They were a scam. Oh, beige crossbow skin. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I think, I think, we, me- I think we mentioned that so many times in other podcasts because yeah. it's just so bad. I know it's. Terrible. It was so bad that we still talk about it now, years mm-hmm. later. Um, 
I think um, the issue with PUBG and how they try to the, how they changed their entire game was they were going after a, di- a different demographic. They were going after the kids that wanted a free game. That's mm-hmm. not their game. That's it was not paid PUBG. too. Yeah, it's still paid to this day. Yeah, they were. Yeah, they were trying to appeal to a uh, a younger, less financially backed demographic that likes Fortnite, while still holding the cover of being a thirty dollar game. It, it just, just didn't work. They should have just oh, appealed 30? to their base. Either I make I bought it, it when yeah. I was like fifteen. Make it free. Thirty. Wow. Yeah. Like either make it free. Or take out the season pass. I feel like if it was free, all that loot box stuff would just ramp up. Well, it's already at that point anyway, so it yeah. really wouldn't change. And it was just, they just, they lost a lot of their base. Yeah. I feel like most uh, games that came out of that era are becoming free now. Like, I mean, Destiny 2, that was like a couple years ago. That came, that went free. Mm-hmm. Rocket League. That was mm, came, that yeah. came out years ago. That finally went free recently. Now, even though that was paid, that still had um dlcs and loot boxes but it wasn't to the point where it was obtrusive yeah Yeah. exactly basically you'd get these boxes and you'd have to buy keys to open them yeah but if you never open them it wouldn't even make a difference well jj i know Mm. you and i we actually bought cars well those are dlc we we bought we bought dlc packs for cars in the past because we actually generally wanted them but it was more than just skins. It was actual vehicles that had different stats yeah. and yeah. different cosmetics to go with those vehicles. It's different than buying skins that just change the look of your gun. Mm-hmm. Wait, sorry, I kind of zoned out on that. So wait, it's it was only just skins and they weren't in Rocket League? Yeah. No, no, Rocket League, their DLCs are different cars. It's like buying different operators, I guess. Mm. Even though they're not hugely different. Yeah, some some work? are different sizes. They're not they're not faster than each so other. Like weight, some are, yeah. Speed, they are? Hmm. yeah. Weight, speed, um, size. Like the bigger ones are good for like you can like get it. Oh, you can get ball. a creeper van looking thing that's like really slow, <laughs> but it hits the ball really far, and you destroy hmm. people faster. Yeah, but you can destroy other cars. Yeah. yeah, it's called a demo demolition. Huh? If you speed up really fast while and you're boosting, and you boost into someone, they blow up. Yeah, that's that cool. that is technically an indie game, right? Um, not I anymore. Don't, actually, I don't know. Well, I can I can look it up. Well, it was like Psionics or something. Yeah, it was a, some random indie developer or something, and I think they created Rocket League. So it might be it might yeah. be an indie game. I'm not um, sure. I mean, now it's free and epic, right? Uh, I I know for sure. I think it. I don't know. That's weird. Well, the the developers are the publishers with help from Panic Button Games. Never heard of it. I don't know what yeah. they are. I think I think they are indie games. Then it is an indie game technically. That game's been out for a while too. Yeah, it has. It's fun. Have you tried it before? I played it once a couple years ago with Ben on the Switch. Yeah, Jason and I used to be really into it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I used to be really good at it. It looks fun. Maybe I'll have to pick it up. I know uh, Green Banana from the Discord's been asking me to asking everyone to play. Actually, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, I'd play it. I'd be down for that. Yeah, we should we should do um. What is tournaments? That? Yeah, tournaments between people, people on our yeah. Discord server. Yeah, that would be fun. Yeah, because you can set up private servers and have like championships. Speaking yeah. of tournaments, this is something I thought of the other day. There's a game mode you can play in Terraria. It's not like from the menu or anything, but it's a game mode that you set up yourself mm-hmm. called Capture the Gem. Uh-huh. And basically, you create hardcore characters and you download a map. And a hardcore character is a character that when it dies, it gets deleted. Mm-hmm. So... You create, you get like a cool map with castles and stuff, hmm. and 
each side there's a gem in each chest and there's there are specific gems in game for capture the gem so when a player has the gem you see it floating above their head mm -hmm. so you can see it but basically you start out with a couple starting weapons and it's like capture the flag but in terraria huh and you have to steal the other person's gem and bring it back to your base that's actually cool yeah, that would be I, fun. I used to watch people play that all the time, and it looks so fun. We should set that up for the Discord. We, we should. should. But it's something that doesn't continuously run. Unless you say no digging, you can make a no digging map, but then that's no fun. Yeah. It would be set up on, like, play-by-play uh, -play basis, right? Just like if we, we decided to play yeah. it one night. Then like tournaments or something, and then yeah. we have a grand prize for whoever wins. We stream yeah. it, too. Yeah, that'd be fun. That would be fun, yeah. But I want to do more tournaments and stuff like that with the the Discord server. Yeah, yeah. I wish I wish I had a switch and everyone else had a switch. Obviously, it's not going to happen because they're kind of expensive. Well, not really, but sort of uh, for Smash tournaments. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but then again, it would like I feel like the level the level of skill would be like all over the place. Mm -hmm. It just wouldn't really be fair. Mm -hmm. But I feel but, like there was a I feel like there if they made a way. That you can actually, like in Steam, you could do a thing called remote play where you almost give another computer control. Yeah, you have to do that with a player. Um, what is it? Totally, totally reliable delivery service. Yeah. That game. But it, it's, um, you can either give them control of your computer or no, not of your computer, of your game you're playing. So you can let them either play it or if it's a multiplayer co-op game, you can actually give them control of another player so you could do like split screen co-op or yeah. something like that yeah that's that's what happens in that game it does a split screen it's kind of weird i wish it wasn't like that because me and ben played it for a while yeah but um but it's but actually yeah. really cool if they did something like that if we could find a way to do that with the with smash bros maybe yeah i don't think they i don't yeah i don't think they have that hmm. no not for switch no i doubt i doubt they would anyway it's nintendo they're very they're stingy yeah they're, yeah, they're strict true. on everything um, so we did that remote play thing with Spelunky the other day. Yeah. Chug and I. Mm. Spelunky's really fun. It's a really fun indie game where basically it's randomly generated mines and you have to blow up, blow your way through with bombs or climb with ropes. And the goal is to get to the end of the game, obviously. But in between, there are these like these ladies or like guys, whatever you set it to, to rescue. And they're called the damsel in distress. <laughs> and when you finish the level, they give you a kiss and that kiss is an extra life. <laughs> And so you have to rescue that person to get more lives, or you could just skip it. Mm. Um, but it's it's really fun because there are tons of secrets and stuff that you learn the more you play. I was watching you play. It looks really fun. Yeah, and Chuck and I had it on PS3 a long time ago. We got it for free, and I wasn't super into it. But I saw a video on YouTube recently. It was called something like Good Game Design Spelunky, mm. and I didn't realize how much content there was packed into it. Mm. And that made me really interested in it, and I started playing it more, and it's addicting. Yeah, mm -hmm. it looks really fun. I was it was funny when I was watching you play. You would grab the damsel and just throw him at the traps. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you grab her and literally just like chuck her into an arrow <laughs> trap so you don't get injured by it. I feel like that's how I would use it. <laughs> just yeah. as an extra meat shield. Well, she can take two arrows before she dies, so <laughs> you can just use for for one arrow. That's so funny. It's awesome. It's the a fun really game. Cool. It's a yeah, fun the, game. Yeah, uh, Splunky Two just came out. Yeah, it looks interesting, actually. Hmm. Did you know the first Spelunky came out in 2008? And then they remastered, remastered it. Yeah. It was Pixel in 2008. And then when they remastered it, they had more graphical stuff. Hmm. What's the, really cool. the second one add? What do you mean? 
Like, what is the second split? Rating? Yeah, well, is it, like, any different, or is it the same thing? No, basically, like, the idea is, instead of, like, going underground, you're on a different planet. But it's the same basic mechanics, and I saw another video by the same guy who did that good game design one saying how the first game was like perfection, but this one reinvents perfection in a good way. Hmm. So I kind of want to get the first one, try it out. It's, really it's probably thing. cheap somewhere in G2A or something. Yeah, probably. What is it? Um, What's that one game? You mentioned Another World. It's like Terraria, but space. Starbound? Oh, Starbound. That looks so fun. Yeah, I haven't gotten into it as much but there is a ton of content it looks so cool i don't know i was watching ben play it uh, a couple months ago yeah it's, it just it's no so man's cool. sky combined with terraria because you get a spaceship that you can customize whoever you want and then there's an infinite number of planets you can explore hmm. so it's like it's basically no man's sky but it's, with it's terraria like style. it's like having one character in terraria and you can access as many worlds as you want is that what hmm. it is like kind of but every planet's different hmm yeah it looks, I don't know, it just, it looked like Terraria just in space. To me, I don't know, there's probably a lot of differences between them. Yeah. I think the main reason I haven't gotten into it is because it's more building focused mm. as opposed to Terraria's combat focus. Yeah. And the combat in Starbound isn't really that great. It's a yeah. little annoying sometimes. So that always kind of turned me off from it. But yeah. there is a lot of really cool stuff in it. Hmm. You mentioned, uh, you mentioned No Man's Sky. We talk a little bit about that. We did a podcast on that too. Yeah, is that we an did. indie game? Well, how about now? It is an indie game, yeah. Huh. Hello Still games. is. Yeah. Yeah. Because they haven't had any backing I, from anyone else. I recently played it again. How? Um, I, I started a stream with Sam, actually. When was that? Uh, a couple of weeks ago, maybe. Really? I started a stream with it, and then oh, I, I think I, I think he, he bailed on me because it got really boring. That's that was um, my issue. It was just so such a drag. Yeah, it's not a lot to like, do. I think I just played like Modern Warfare or something after. Now they have um, they have giant exo suits. They've had that for a while. Yeah, and then they have um, they just did another update. I forget what it is, but oh, they added more animals. Like the worlds are more lively now. Like mm-hmm. I saw, it was in the trailer. I mean, granted, in the trailer we've seen what's in that trailer before. <laughs> I mean, I think they learned their lesson, but. Yeah, a giant like worm thing just started eating through the world or whatever, hmm. and like you can kill it and fight it. So what's up with giant worms and everything lately? Was that the thing? Giant giant worms going through the sand. Dune. I don't know. Uh, I'm not gonna say the other thing because we don't want to spoil things. Yeah, it's um, recently I've seen oh, so yeah. much of that. Noita. There are worms in Noita, which we haven't oh. talked about that yet. Basically, it's like Terraria style um, gameplay, but the physics are incredible. Hmm. Like you, you'll have a fire wand, and there will be a giant pool of oil, and you can th- shoot your fireball into there, and the entire thing will go up in flames. But the game is all pixelated. Yeah, it's amazing. Isn't it that every pixel or something has or can be moved? Uh, I forget what it is. It's it could all be destroyed. It could be <clears throat> set on fire. It could be blown up. I don't know what it is, but like I haven't. I okay. I haven't played this game. I don't have it yet. But I mean, you two have played it, but. From like the trailer I saw, it almost looks different from other pixel games. Yeah, I don't know what it is. They make the pixels dynamic. Yeah, the makes way them feel real. The way the cape looks on the main player, it looks like it's three D, but it's not. Hmm. They just did a such did such a good job with animating everything, including physics. Well, the game recently just came out of early access. A lot of these indie games that we've been playing have been out for years. Yeah. And they finally release them, and they perfect them. Wait, how long was it in early access for? 
like one to four, two years. Was it? I thought it was like three or four. Oh, maybe. Did it just start getting some like some traction lately because it came yeah. out? Yeah, I mean, I saw a lot of videos now. from like a year ago, and it was popular then. But when it was released, it got a big boost in popularity. Hmm. And honestly, I wish I had heard about it before because I love those kinds of games. Yeah. I said this before we started recording, but I feel like more people should play pixel games and like yeah. 8-bit stuff. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh yeah. I wanted to mention... what I have to look at the title because I keep forgetting. Oh, there's something I want to mention after. Realm sure. of the Mad God Exalt. Yes. That's another game that I was that I actually put in my... I just made a video, top 10 free open world games. Um, I was so surprised. I mean, I, I didn't play too long of it, but I was so surprised. I, I didn't want to get off. Yeah. But I was like, I have to get off because I have to play other games mm-hmm. to put them on the list for footage. But but playing this one, it's just so much fun. Like you go into a dungeon or a cave and you fight and like loot and stuff. It's also it's a roguelike, right? Yeah, it's permadeath. So yeah. But it, I don't know. It's just it was so fun. It's like it's just it's just another another way to look at pixel games and see that you know they actually are s- sustainable and have a lot of content. I love the games that you start playing. And you're only like thinking about, yo, I'm going to play for like 20 minutes and just to see how it oh, is. Yeah. <laughs> then you end up playing for like two hours. You're like, <laughs> yeah, what happened? The main thing about Noita is it's, it's spell crafting. So basically you get different wands that have different stats. Like one wand will shoot really quickly or another mm-hmm. one will have a ton of mana to support powerful spells. And you can combine them. Like one is a fireball spell, but you can put a modifier on it that shoots three spells at once. Or that turns your spell bouncy and stuff like that. Mm. Some wands have like 15 slots for different things. And so by the time you get to the last spell on the list, it's just completely different. Hmm. It's really cool. It looks really awesome. I I wish it was multiplayer. That would be cool. That would would be Mm -hmm. really cool. There's probably some sort of mod out there. This is really off topic, but I kind of want to throw it in just because we're so relaxed today. Uh, how about the new AMD chips? <laughs> mm. Oh, they those look, look pretty amazing. <laughs> so good. I know. I, I've like I've been mean, I've been trying to get one. I should have bought it on launch, but I didn't. You might not have been able to. Probably not. Honestly, Pe- people just sit there on yeah. the buy section, spamming the buy waiting. button. Waiting. I was just it. waiting for third party reviews and third party statistics because I saw it in in the uh, the reveal, but mm-hmm. I just I didn't. Not that I don't trust AMD, I just wanted to see it from a different perspective. Well, I watched. I, I don't Linus's, often trust the manufacturers. Yeah, I watched Linus's video and I was like, I sent it to both They're of insane. you. They're insane, and I was just like, look at this. <laughs> They're actually it's insane. It's like from the ten nine hundred K, the Intel, the the ninety five hundred X is the fifty nine hundred X. Fifty nine hundred X. Sorry, it's the, the names are the weird. names are stupid. Um, the fifty nine hundred X. Gets about five to ten, maybe even more frames than the ten nine hundred K, which is like Intel's top of the line right now. Yeah, the, and then there's the fifty nine fifty X, which gets about ten to fifteen frames more than the yeah. fifty nine hundred. It's insane. insane. Which yeah. means twenty to twenty five frames difference from Intel's top of the line. I'll probably get the fifty nine hundred X because the difference between the fifty like there aren't. I mean, they're somewhat comparable in some statistics. I yeah. sent you one video. But the 5900X is slightly lower than the 5950, uh, 5950X, and but it's $250 cheaper. Yeah, it's I literally spend 500 bucks on a CPU. Ooh, yeah. yeah. And in the, in the next couple months, maybe up to Christmas, um, like past that, the, the chips will probably be a little bit cheaper. Yeah. Not well, until the demand goes down. True. Yeah, they're going to be, yeah, they're already out of stock. So Chug and I are hoping Intel comes up with something that's comparable. Because that would drop the price more. True, yeah. And 
I mean, if Intel can manage to beat chips? those, that would be even better. Yeah. But when are the it, chips coming out though? Don't um, know. The 11 series is that out or is it's coming, coming out? out? I thought it was like is something. It's year? something lake. It's something yeah, yeah. Lake. I, I forgot what the name of it was. Was it? I they thought it was late lake next ones. year though, like November. Oh, same maybe. Time. Uh, maybe. If that's the case, we'll just get AMD. But Lin- we'll Linus, most likely get AMDs. Linus said, or in his video when it, when I was watching it, he said that based on what Intel has said, like they said they're going to have like a 10 to 15% increase or something like that. It's going to be like the same. It's going to be just comparable to AMD if they go off those numbers. So they're really mm-hmm. going to have to boost it, which I'm pretty sure they're probably a little worried now. But if yeah. AMD is cheaper when those come out... Yeah, I mean, AMD has always been... Always undercut Intel with, with price, except for now. Yeah. It's like 20 bucks. Well, the 5900... X is like twenty bucks more than the no, what, it's 10? it's the it's five fifty and the ten nine hundred K is about five hundred. Oh, so it's okay. like fifty dollars so like bucks. Okay, a couple years ago, I built a PC just for fun, um, with a Ryzen chip in it, mm-hmm. and I wasn't impressed with the performance. And I, I think I bought like the top of the line, not a Threadripper, but I got the best of what I could get then. Yeah, and it still wasn't anywhere close to my i seven. Yeah, they've come a long way. Yeah. I remember when people were talking about that they'd be the Intel killer a couple years ago. Yeah. If they're if that's the case now, then definitely switch to Intel. Yeah, or, I, I mean, mean, sorry, AMD. The what is it? The data shows that it's better. Mm-hmm. We haven't personally seen with our own eyes comparable yeah. stats, but it's I mean, data. Yeah. Whatever. Data. Whatever. <laughs> data. No, uh, we haven't actually. We words, actually haven't yeah. like Duda. In our, like Duda, in our own too. eyes, like we haven't had a motherboard with the chip, with each chip, and we haven't compared it like the people. Oh do. yeah. So we don't really know exactly yeah. if they're. I've, there's been some variability between the statistics. Some people have higher numbers. Some people. Well, that's called sl- the silicon lottery. Yeah. Some people have slow, slightly lower. So either way, they're all above Intel. No. Yeah. Yeah. Have you heard that term? No. What the is silicon it? lottery. Basically, the quality of the chips will vary from chip to chip. Hmm. So. Some people might get better quality oh, silicone. Oh yeah, 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 never yeah. Mind. yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, like, some people might win the silicone lottery and have this amazing <clears throat> performing CPU, and others are not as great, but yeah. still good. Yeah. When I built my mom, uh, my mom's uh, computer, the chip felt so beefy. It felt so good. Like it was so chunky. The maybe Ryzen. That's, yeah. Maybe that's because um, that one was a uh, 30 something G, and it was like a. It had uh, integrated graphics. Actually, mm. I think the best integra- integrated graphics yet. Really? Well, yeah, it, was, it, had its, it had two gigs of VRAM. Your i5 <laughs> doesn't have integrated? Uh, I have no idea. I'm not sure. My I have a 6700K. Do you have a K? <clears throat> okay, you have, yeah. if K you have does. a K, then it has integrated. Okay, then right. yeah, probably. We're probably boring some people who yeah, are. Yeah, 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 let's, yeah, let's get back to the indie games. I just wanted to mention it because it was, I don't know, It just came, the numbers just came out Thursday, I think, so. Yeah. Anyway, so what were we talking about? Uh, one game I wanted to mention is Dwarf Fortress. I've never heard of it. Dwarf Fortress is a game that came out in maybe 2001, 2003, one of those years. Hmm. And it's known as one of the most complicated games of all time because the guy has been working on it since then. Still? Consistently, yeah. Wow, that's dedication. It's literally insane. I've been playing a, another indie game called RimWorld where it's like a civilization builder, but that doesn't even touch Dwarf Fortress because before you even start, the game generates 50 years of lore in your world. You know, what? Yeah. Generates? It generates it, like the rise and fall of different civilizations. Now, the thing huh. with Dwarf Fortress is that the graphics are currently symbols. Symbols. Symbols, as in like exclamation points. 
uh, commas. Yeah, those are the graphics. I'm checking it now. I want to see um, what this looks like. But the game is being released with full graphics on Steam sometime next year. What? And when that comes out, I'm buying it for sure. Hold on. So what I'm seeing right now is, is what is it, Typo- typography? It's called ASCII. And it's made with all... Those are symbols. ASCII symbols. What? Um, but yeah, basically there are multiple levels of typography. So, like, let's say you, you establish your dwarfs in a mountain. Well, you can go several layers underground and several layers above ground with that, too. What in the world? How does this even work? I played it one time, and before I started, I watched, like, several hours of tutorials just to know how to play. So it's ridiculous. Okay, so what is it, like a kingdom builder? <laughs> it's a story builder. So, so you can do whatever you want. You can establish your dwarfs and create a giant kingdom. Um, the new release on steam is adding an rpg mode which lets you explore the world as a single dwarf adventurer what yeah it it generates procedurally generates 50 years of lore yeah or however many years you set how it's crazy crazy guy's a genius or something i don't know but it's known as one of the most complicated games of all time it's ridiculous that's crazy it took me several hours just to learn how to play this looks really fun. And I did play it for a while and it was really cool. There's just so much involved. I might with just it. wait for the Steam release. I mean, yeah, I'm gonna buy it on launch because I've How been much waiting is that gonna for be? twenty dollars. Oh wow. But the game has been free for all this time. And actually the only reason the guy is releasing it is because he needs to pay for medical bills. Really? Yeah. Huh. And basically he's bracing for the fact that it may sell several million copies on launch. And wow. he doesn't he doesn't know what to do with himself with that. Like mm. he doesn't know how to handle millions of dollars right off the bat. Wow. Oh he must He must be really low key on stuff like that. Yeah. Seems like a pretty humble guy. Like yeah. a, he releases videos of him talking about the new features of the Steam thing. Mm-hmm. He's just sitting in his house and like doesn't look like anything fancy. Mm. And he seems like a pretty nice guy. Mm. But it's weird that he hasn't monetized it or anything. Let's have him on the podcast. That'd be cool. That would be cool, yeah. <laughs> Actually, let's write that down, maybe. Yeah. I mean, if he seems like a relaxed guy, then he might not have any of that, like, what do you call it? I don't know what you call it. Press. I don't know. Arrogance? Yeah. Know. Well, yeah. So, I don't know. Hmm. That sounds really cool. I, I'll be looking into that when it releases. Wait, yeah, it's, on, it? it's on my wish list. There's no date yet, but people think next year. Hmm. Because there are just so many um, systems he has to create like graphic systems for it mm-hmm. is it going to wow. be like insanely good graphics or just basic it's still no, pixel, right? enough so you can see things better but still oh. it's still going to be as complicated yeah that's cool huh i'm just i'm really interested in that game because the game rim world i've been playing is already decently complicated but nowhere near dwarf fortress yeah chug you've been talking or you've been playing um hades right yes you should talk about that a little bit the game is amazing. Um, I know you guys, you've well, never seen gameplay of yeah, it. I don't. I actually don't know what it is. Um, I think you explained it a little bit. It's it's really confusing, but it's also very very intriguing at the same time. So basically, what the point of the game is, you're in the underworld, and your your name is Zagreus, and you're the son of Hades, like mm-hmm. the son of the leader of the underworld. Yeah, and the point of the game is. You need you want to escape the underworld, and 
you go through these tunnels and defeat enemies and stuff, but along the way, all these Greek gods help you. Like mm-hmm. you can you can get power ups from like Zeus, Diosthenes, which is like the god of wine, yeah. like Artemis. I don't know. It's it's kind of hard to explain. It's like Greek mythology. Yeah, but it's super interesting. Wait, so you're in hell the whole game? Until you beat it. Oh, okay. Um, once you escape hell, don't I'm, spoil. I'm not gonna. Okay. I'm not gonna spoil it. I'm just saying, once you escape it, you're like on the surface. Is it? Um, is it all red or whatever? No, it's not all red. It's like it's not like what you think. Mm-hmm. Like the first area is like a, like a very very templeish place, yeah. and the next one is like all lava. I've mm. seen Chug play it, but I haven't played it myself. But I have to say, the graphic style is one of the coolest I've ever seen. It's like anime style. I kind of want to, but s- better. I gotta. I, I kind of want to see. I've it. been playing it, but I, I, I streamed it one night, and you never watched. Did you really? I did. When was that? No, not streamed. Streamed. Like I streamed oh, it in the Discord, okay. and you didn't watch. Oh wow. Um, but the basic thing about the game is you never die, but you do. What do you mean? So, like the gods never die; they just get resurrected. Yeah. So. Death is how you progress. Mm-hmm. So basically, there's this, there's this pool of sticks, which is like this blood pool. Mm-hmm. And whenever you die in the underworld, you get sent back to this blood pool and get resurrected in it. Yeah. But you're not dead. So it kind of just brings you back? It's a roguelike. No, it's a roguelite. Oh. Roguelite. The difference sorry. between a roguelike and a roguelite is that in roguelikes, death is permanent. And rogue lights, there's actually some sort of progression you can take, kind of hmm. like Risk of Rain too. Hmm. It's actually, um, I was researching it a bit. There's a, there's a game called Rogue from I think the 80s, 90s, and that's where the term came from. Hmm. So it's like it's kind of like saying Souls like. Oh, I see. Um, but yeah, a rogue light, you actually can progress in some ways. Yeah, you can. You as you play, you get these. This, these shards called darkness and you could place them into this this called the mirror of night mm-hmm. and it permanently upgrades you in some mm-hmm. ways however you want and then you get six different weapons and each weapon has I think four different aspects to it mm-hmm. that give you different upgrades and there's also that change up so every time you try to escape it's different yeah but you go through the same worlds but you have different power ups hmm. like it's all hand drawn, right? This I think so. It looks really cool. It's by the same people who did Bastion. I don't know if you oh, yeah. guys know. No, but, I don't. And Transistor. Bastion was a mobile game. Mm-hmm. But this it's looks, also on Steam too. Yeah. Yeah, this looks awesome. I gotta stream it for you one night so you could see. Yeah. The but, graphical style is so good. And it's like guess what it has on Steam? Like the reviews. Overwhelmingly positive. Yeah, 98%. You find that a lot with some of the small indie games that are above you or pixelated. It's it's ridiculous. It's when was the last time you saw a AAA game with overwhelmingly positive? Like, Witcher have you three. seen any? Witcher 3. Okay, yeah. yeah. Bioshock. Okay. Was that AAA? Like, what did it... Mm. Who made it when it first came out? I don't know. I'm checking Here's. it now. I'm I don't know. I, I want to say it's... Wait. Um, some people are calling Bio uh, Infinite AAA. Yeah, but that didn't get overwhelmingly positive. Yeah, I'm talking. Think... I'm talking about the first game. For what? Like the first Bioshock. Oh yeah, that's the only one that got overwhelmingly. I don't yeah. know what studio did Bioshock. 
A lot of people are saying AAA. I forget. I don't know yeah. the studio either. Maybe but the first Bioshock wasn't AAA when that came mm, out. I think it was. It was probably. I yeah. don't. I don't know the okay. developers, but I know Amnesia got. Is that? I don't know if that's uh, Amnesia. I think it was uh, indie. It is indie because that got overwhelmingly positive. Um, I'm trying to think. First was, one or the second one? The first one. Oh, the second like, one got Bioshock like, was by positive. 2K Games. Oh, that's okay, definitely yeah. AAA. Oh, Borderlands. Borderlands Two. Yeah, Borderlands yeah. Two got overwhelmingly positive. Mm-hmm. So there are a few. Th- yeah. There's not that many. Hmm. Yeah, hmm. and that's just on Steam. I don't know what the the what people think on consoles and stuff like that, but yeah. But most indie games come out on PC. Mm-hmm. It's an easier platform to get into. Definitely. And the majority of overwhelmingly overwhelmingly positive reviews are probably on indie games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's like. I'm a person who doesn't review games on Steam unless I really like the game. Yeah. I only review like one or two games. Um but there's a lot more people that don't review that could put more into it and that could bring it up higher. Yeah. But they just don't. It could be that some pe- a lot of people are probably maybe expecting a little more from a AAA games and a lot of times they just come short. Mm-hmm. But then again also, we've been we we've been saying this a lot in the podcast. It's like when you're given a small amount of tools, a lot of times you're more creative with them. And that's what yeah. happens with indie games. But um, with Hades, it actually officially came out. It's been early access in a few years. Mm. For well, why few haven't years. I heard of it? That's the that's the odd thing. Because did they I just not market ov- it? Over time, I think more people played it. And uh, when it finally released, this goes for any game, that I feel like all the streamers finally made it. What is the word? Popular. Popular. Like Among Us? But that... I don't think that was early access. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I know Among Us got popular after a certain streamer played it. But there's a ton of early access games out there that has so much potential. Yeah, definitely. So much potential. Like, it's ridiculous. I think the industry has shifted now where it's it's honestly to the point where you, you should just expect a game to come out in early access before it fully releases. Yeah. Unless it's AAA or AA. Well, early access is a really good opportunity for smaller studios. Yeah. Because they can get development funded as they play. Yeah. But it's also or, or a as bad idea for feedback. certain studios, though. Yeah. For certain games, it might be a bad idea, though. Like what? I'm trying to think. Like, I thought there was one specific I think, one that I was thinking of, but I forgot what it was. I think a good example would probably, probably be PUBG. I think because it was in early access, and I think all of the hype was in its early access state. Yeah. I mean, when it released, it still was hyped, but... After that point, it just kind of fell off. Mm-hmm. I think the problem with PUBG is that it became too successful. Mm-hmm. It was the most played st- uh, game on Steam for a it little was, bit. It was, yeah. Still, I think it's one of the one of the it's most still played. At number three or four. Yeah, and I mean it's still popular, but I think the uh, loss of some of its charm happened when it became corporate when mm-hmm. they established PUBG Corp, mm-hmm. and they took it to the corporate level, yeah, as opposed to just a small studio level. Yeah, definitely. And then their goal was to please investors and stuff like that, as opposed to let's just create what's good for the game. Yeah, it's sad, you know. Yeah. But it happens. But most of the time, early access is good for the game that and is for true. the developer. Hmm. There's a game I really like that came out on mobile first called The Silent Age. I, I think you know what I'm talking about. I do, yeah. It's a point-and-click style game, but it has to do with... It's set in the 80s, and it has to do with time travel. So you find this little device 
and you go throughout the environments that are all hand drawn. And let's say like there's a plant blocking your way. Well, you have this device that puts you in the past or the future. So you can go into the past and kill the plant with some chemical or something. Mm -hmm. Then you go into the future and it's not there anymore. And so it has to do with what you do in the past affects the future. Hmm. And there is part one out. And I've been looking forward to part two for like five years, literally. Hmm. Oh, this is it still in the making? It is, yeah. I was reading about it yesterday, and it's because that they couldn't get funds for it until a like a big studio stepped in and gave them the funds to finish it. Hmm. So they should have done early access. It probably would have helped them out. Yeah. Hmm. I do want to talk about um, a game that I haven't finished yet, but I did start playing, and I got pretty far. It's called Outer Wilds, hmm. and it's it's actually really it's an interesting indie game. It's basically it sets you you're an alien race and you start out in your your home world, I guess you can call it. Each world isn't very big. Um you can probably run around it in maybe 15 minutes, 20 minutes. So it's they're not very big, but you start out it's first person and you start out knowing basically nothing up to that point. You wake up and you know that this is your first day of going out into the solar system and you start talking to this guy by the fire. Then if you go around the the little village that you're in, all the other alien characters are like, or ask you if you're, you're ready to fly today or whatever. So you get in your ship and you fly around, you go to the different planets and you realize that there was this ancient civilization before you and you slowly uncover more details through text and more and more of the uh, the story of what happened to them through like dead bodies and stuff like that. It's not gory or anything, just like skeletons. And um, and they were working on on different. I don't know how to explain it, but they were trying to. Um, I forget exactly. They were trying to uncover some sort of secret of the universe or something. But you slowly gain more information as you explore the planets, and then every fifteen or twenty minutes, the universe, your solar system explodes. So you see the sun and it starts getting bigger and bigger and bigger and then all of a sudden it just explodes. And then all these memories start flashing back and you wake up again back where you started. And then you wake up and no one else knows what you've been through. So you talk to them and you say, you know, you, you can do an option where you say, um, you know, I've been, I, I, what, did you just see that? Did you see the sun explode? And they say, I don't know what you're talking about. By the way, uh, good luck on your first day of flying. Hmm. And then you keep doing that. Groundhog day. Yeah, you keep doing that until you, I don't know, I guess discover what the secret was of that secret civilization and i Hmm. think maybe some of those um and it it's weird because it follows characters so the ancient civilization you follow these researchers and you know their names and you know that they've been to different planets and different teams and stuff like that so i'm guessing that maybe a couple of them are still alive but you find different ones that are dead and it's almost like you get connected to them Hmm. but the game i don't know it's really interesting it's a lot of dialogue a lot of patience but as far as I've gotten now, it's really intriguing. Hmm. I know we, you and I like movies like that. Yeah. And I don't know about you, Chug. I know you like to an extent. Yeah. I know Ch- uh, Caleb and I like a lot of dialogue in movies. Yeah. And when we watch movies all together, some people get annoyed. Yeah. They want to watch yeah. war movies instead. <laughs> well, I like all the movies that you guys watch. It's just it's yeah. some of the people who only like war movies. Keenan. <laughs> 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 but um, yeah, I like movies like that. Like Knives Out, that was sick. Yeah, yeah, but that's a little different. I mean, that was a good movie. I did like that. Yeah, but we're talking about stuff that has a ton of dialogue. What's and that like, one movie that you? Oh, um, oh, Coherence. Is that what is it was called? 
Yeah, it was this really, really low budget movie. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was like $50,000 to make it. Mm-hmm. And it has to do with like a group of friends. And all these people aren't even like known actors. They're just random people. Mm-hmm. And they all have a dinner party at the same time a solar eclipse. Was it a solar eclipse? Yeah. Solar eclipse or, was happening. Or maybe, no, I think it was a meteor going over. Oh, that's right. Yeah, a meteor going overhead. And all these things just start happening. But it's mostly based around dialogue and the relationships between characters. Mm-hmm. Really interesting movie. It was pretty great. incredible acting. It was great. Yeah. It was awesome. And we were watching it with Brian and he left midway because he yeah. got bored. But that's, that's like actually what I was going to say. I was, gonna say about outer wilds it's not for everyone yeah it isn't for everyone you're it's gonna be a lot of slow kind of dragging but you slowly uncover more and more and more Mm -hmm. if you're someone who only likes action and less dialogue you probably wouldn't like that no way well jd you and i we've started like playing a lot of roguelikes yeah and i think the first roguelike i really got into was paint the town red beneath yeah um i don't know if you played paint the town red yeah i well, I watched Chuck play it. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. voxel-based. So, like, little blocks, little cubes. Mm-hmm. But it's very gory because, like, the, it'll be a voxel character. And you hit him with a shovel and then their face will break open and blood <laughs> will squirt everywhere. Like, you get shotguns. You can blow people's heads up. Yeah. yeah it's, um, it's but awesome. they came out with a roguelike called Beneath where you're basically in hell. Mm-hmm. It's like Doom, but it's a pixel roguelike. And I, I got really addicted to that for a little while. Mm-hmm. And that really started my love for roguelike games. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then we got you got Risk of Rain two. Oh and yeah, and then you finally Risk of Rain two. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Then you finally got me to get it, and then I loved it. Yeah, you wouldn't. You didn't know if you wanted it at first. Yeah, I wasn't sure. Like until it's I, really fun. It yeah. is. We played that for a while. Mm-hmm. We streamed it like four or five times in a row. Yeah, I did a bunch of videos on it. That some of them are doing pretty well. Oh yeah, you're right. I forgot about those. Yeah, there's yeah, Spelunky. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of the Noita Noita Hades. Hades yeah. Their roguelikes are just so fun because they're different every time you play them. Yeah. Hmm. But I've never seen a really big budget roguelike before. Mm-hmm. Have you? Hmm. I don't I can't recall. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think so. Hmm. Maybe it's just not I guess profitable enough. Minecraft hardcore mode. But I've seen people compare roguelikes <laughs> to gambling. Really? Because you're expecting a different outcome. Like you're like, oh, this time I'm gonna win. This time I'm gonna win. Mm. Sometimes you do win. Sometimes you don't. But even if you lose, you still enjoy it. That's where the addiction comes from. <laughs> yeah. So that's why they're so addicting. Huh. Um. I'm surprised that big budget publishers haven't capitalized on that. Hmm. Because it seems like it would benefit them. Yeah. Definitely. But we don't want them to spoil that that genre too. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, that would be bad. Trying what other games? Yeah. Are there any other ones? Yes. Phasmophobia. Oh yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Did we we didn't do a podcast on that? Did we? No, not not we, yet. We we talked about it. We mentioned it in a podcast. Yeah. yeah, that game is fun. It's mainly supposed to be a VR game, um. But the whole point is you're the pre Ghostbusters team. Mm-hmm. You go into a haunted location and have to locate where the ghost is and what type of ghost it is mm. through different means, such as taking videos of it, um, checking the temperature in the room. Uh, what else? EMF readers, books. Yeah, electromagnetic frequencies, um, a ghost writing book, mm-hmm. um, smudges on the wall with a black light, yeah. stuff like that. Yeah, and, and and you get that information and you sell it to the next crew or whatever. I mean, you can't play as that crew, but essentially you're evidence gatherers. Mm-hmm. But the, I think what what 
what really gives this game its its charm and its terrifying feel is the atmosphere that they're able to pull off. Yeah. yeah. The, when you when you walk into a house, like when you walk into the to the first door, you open it and you go in, all of a sudden this I don't know how you it's like this empty, dark, deep bass that you feel on your headphones. Yeah. Just like boom. Like yeah. right when you walk in. It feels like empty. Like mm-hmm. the house, no one's in there. Just feel it's terrifying. Yeah. And and I don't know. It's just it does it does so much so well. And there's there's a every single time you go into a house, it's random. And there's a circle I think there's like twelve or thirteen different uh like demons and onis mm-hmm. and different creatures like that. Yeah. yeah. Every ghost has a different personality type of ways they'll attack you or things they're weak to. Things that will spawn to. Yeah. There's a ghost uh talk box. What's it called? It's called the ghost box. Spirit box. Yeah. Spirit box, yeah. yeah. And you can say phrases to the ghost and it'll sometimes respond to you. Yeah, it responds to your mic. Yeah, basically, whether or not you have the spirit box or not, it your mic is always on in the game, and you can say its name and anger it, and mm. it'll come after you. Yeah, and, and it breathes in your ear. Yeah, that's I, one of them. Even talked to me, and it was terrifying. Yeah, um, but you get when you gather that information, you put it in your book, and then there's like what three articles of ev- evidence or something that you yeah. need. Yeah, yeah, and then depending on which three of those are, you'll find out which ghost it is, and then that's pretty much when you leave. Mm-hmm. But some people get left behind and killed. Yeah. yeah. What I think is a cool detail is how you speak to each other. Oh, you can do uh, proximity chat. Yeah. So basically, oh yeah, um, there's the, yeah, there's a proximity chat like you mentioned. So how close you are, depending depending on how close you are to a person, um, that's you could hear them. So if they're like really up close to you, you can hear them really loud. So we when we do this, we use in-game chat, mm-hmm. not Discord. Yeah, we mute Discord. Yeah, and then. If you're far away, you could hear them, but they're quiet. Mm-hmm. And if they're far away enough, you can't hear them at all. So you have to use radios, which only work if the ghost isn't hunting you. Yeah. So basically, some of us will be in the trailer outside looking at the screens and gathering evidence. And someone else will be in the house. And you'll hear them screaming on the radio. And then the radio goes silent. <laughs> and you don't know if they're dead or not. And since they're not in Discord, we can't just ask them if they died. So we have to go and investigate and find their body. Yeah, one time I was, me and Chug were going back into the uh, into the house because we had the most sanity. Which your sanity when your sanity sanity meter goes down, I think you're more vulnerable to to getting killed by the, the yes. ghost. But we were going in, and I was right behind Chug. He went in, and then like I think I turned around and I went, I turned back, and I was gonna walk in, and the door shut. And this <laughs> is what's called the hunting, and it's a period of time where the ghost is angry enough, and they'll go out searching for you. In they the shut house. the. They lock the front door. They disable all communications yeah. devices. Um, what else? Your flashlight starts flickering on yeah. and off. But you can hear people in proximity chat if you're close enough. Yeah. Yeah. So I I went on my radio and all I heard was static and I was like, I started <laughs> telling everyone that all of a sudden you know the door shut and, and Chug is in there alone and we found his dead body. <laughs> yeah. One time Caleb was in the room alone and Chug and I were outside coming to help him. We look in the window and Chug sees this guy with an axe strangling Caleb. Yeah, I, that was the first time any of us ever died. It was, I was terrifying. All I heard was heavy footsteps. I'm like, I'm, I'm on the radio. I'm like, what's going? Or I, yeah, I think I was on the radio. I was like, what's going on? And then all of a sudden, we have a video of it. And I was like, I think I was, I started, scre- I screamed or something. And then your radio just went silent. Yeah, and you just died. it was like a horror movie. Yeah. And then we both walked in the house after, and all I saw was his body sliding down <laughs> the stairs. And I'm like, nope, I'm out of here. Yeah. The pacing is so well too. Like it they is. don't do a lot of cheap jump scares. A lot of it is build up. 
Yeah. And then it's not to where like all of a sudden there'll be this giant jump scare. It's more of like you look down a hallway and you see a figure and then you look back and it's gone or something. Mm-hmm. And then when the hunting happens, that's when all that built up fear just starts to go wild. Yeah. When it's hunting, you have to go hide somewhere like in a closet. Mm-hmm. And then if you say anything over your mic, it'll hear you and come yeah. to where you are. A lot of times when we walk in, we want to get more reactions from the ghost. So we'll just repeatedly say the ghost's name. Yeah. And people in stream also start repeating that too. Yeah. It's kind of funny. <laughs> It's it's a really fun game. It is. And it's early access, too. I think that's also overwhelmingly positive, too. I think so, yeah. Is it really? I th- I'm pretty sure. Last time I checked, I mean, I could check again, but uh, it's only been out for like a month or well, so. When we started playing, it was very positive. Yeah. And it, it wasn't the, as famous. And then all of a sudden, everybody started playing it. Yeah, mm. it got a lot of uh, exposure when it came out. Because I think it's it's a good streaming game. Yeah, it is. So a lot of good reactions and stuff. So I think people really uh, were drawn to that. What do we have for time? We're over an hour. Right. I, I see hour zero, so we're... We're not at hour and ten this minutes This is day yet. one, hour zero. Yes. Yeah, no, it is. It is. I'm checking now. It is uh, overwhelmingly positive still. Hmm. Wow. Oh, wow. Yeah, this. it's got a lot of good reception. Even though it has a lot of bugs, too. It's still yeah, just it a fun game. I want to yeah. try it in VR. People say it is terrifying in VR. I bet. Ricky and someone else played it in VR. Yeah, and they said they couldn't handle it. <laughs> I yeah. think a, a lot of the death, or when you die, there's like these ha- ghost hands that like cover your face. I think that was a lot, uh, that was um, geared towards VR a lot more. So oh, I think yeah. while you have that on, you see these hands just creep around. I think that that's probably terrifying. Yeah. They're also adding new maps and... I don't know about... I don't think new uh, ghosts. I wish they'd add new ways for you to die, though. It's same. the same thing over and over yeah, again. Same. So It's still early access. So yeah, true. If they listen to the community, it's going to get a lot better. Oh, and they're also adding uh, an option for you to be the ghost. That's how oh, cool. I remember that. And you can only respond to people if they do certain things. That's cool. Oh, imagine that, though. You can say whatever you want if they that have a so spirit cool. box. Yeah. And then the hunting happens. Oh, That'd be, That'd be awesome. awesome. I just hope it's not like OP because I think when no multiple people can die in one hunting, right? Yeah, I maybe they give you the option to kill if they're a low enough sanity. Yeah, probably. Because I feel well, like it would be yeah, overpowered probably. if you just kill anybody at any time. Yeah, it'd become like an anger meter, maybe. Yeah, to where like if they say your name enough and do enough things, and you get angry or something. Mm-hmm. Or sanity, like if you have a low sanity, they can kill you. Yeah, hmm. that would be cool. I'm yeah, looking forward to that. We haven't played it in a while, so we should. We, I mean, I was gonna say we could stream it tonight, but I don't know. Yeah, the, uh, well, there is that one game. Oh, Vector's Edge, Sector's Edge, Sector's Edge. Okay. Yeah, that looks a lot like another game called Teardown, which I'm interested in. Oh, about. that looks fun. Basically, it's the whole world is destructible and it's voxel based, but it's still there's smaller voxels, so it's it looks pretty realistic mm-hmm. while still maintaining the uh, blocky feel. Mm-hmm. Um. And the point is, you got to clear a path for your heist, whatever that heist is, sealing certain things from houses. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just, it looks like a really fun sandbox game. To it play. does look fun. I haven't played uh, Sector's Edge, but I know uh, KZ Man in the Discord chat recommended it. I, I actually it, like it. I tried it out. It came out like seven days ago or something. Mm-hmm. I, saw, has I saw Ben reviews. playing it. It looked pretty dope. Yeah, it looks fun. Um, I, I think it's cool. Like some. I mean, they could have made it a paid game, but I think games like that, um, I think it's cool that they made them free. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. There needs to be some free games out there, some good ones. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And not the ones that just throw a bunch of loot boxes in your face. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. like mobile-like games. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
So I know that was a more, um, what's the word? We were kind of all over the place. Yeah, it was relaxed. We just kind of talked about whatever. But um, if anyone enjoyed this style, let us know in Discord. Yeah, definitely. No one from the podcast seems to talk to us on Discord. There was a, well. Someone joined our stream yeah. and said they watched us, but. Yeah. Um, we really want some podcast feedback because we yeah, get a ton definitely. of YouTube feedback already. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. So if you if you if you do have some comments or maybe some some podcasts you want to see us talk about, then you can find our Discord on cubogaming.com and all our other YouTube videos and stuff like that. But we yeah. definitely want if you look up Cubold Gaming, um, the Discord is one of the search results. Oh really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, but that would be cool because I think we need more. Uh, more suggestions and a little more, you know, feedback, which mm-hmm. would be nice. Eventually, we want to get to the point where we do video podcasts. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, which that would be pretty fun. Yeah, that would be fun. That way, we can have a bigger audience on YouTube as well. Yeah, and it makes it a lot more interactive because we can show clips of like games we're talking about on screen or mm-hmm. trailers yeah. of games, stuff like that. So, but yeah, all those all those indie games that we're talking about, we definitely recommend them if if any of them sound interesting interesting to you. We talked about a lot of them too. Yeah, definitely. And there's a lot more. Those, oh, we, can, yeah. we can go on and yeah, on. Literally, it's ridiculous. We just didn't want to make this a three-hour podcast. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think that's going to be it for today. Thanks, everyone, for listening, and we'll see you in the next podcast. Bye.